0: Encore a but
1: sensationnel!
0: Oh, that's a brilliant for the play by Mahé! Oh my goodness, man, what a shot! Sogol
1: <inaudible> All three opening days of the 2023 Women's World Championships are now done across Norway, Sweden, and Denmark. And I, it's well and truly kicked off, Chris. I'm uh, I'm excited. So welcome to the Unformed Handball Hour. Um, my name is Alex Kulesh. I'm joined for, by Chris O'Reilly for this one. Um, as always, it's a major championship, so we have bonus content for you we have bonus podcasts on, over bonus podcasts uh this will be on for three weeks we'll have a lot of episodes coming your way so definitely a good time to join the patreon at handball hour join it for this join it for the men's uh european championship that happens in january and enjoy just us discussing great handball. Uh, you know what and, so, and it has so much good
0: handball. already <laughs> been great we always underestimate the ability of these competitions to to throw up some surprises. I think, particularly on the women's side, it's never as straightforward as we think it's going to be. There's always subtleties, there's always things that you know we we just don't consider. That probably the the coaches themselves don't consider in some of the games we'll talk about uh, in this podcast as well. But it is it's really good to see, and it's good to. Uh, to enjoy the, also the big nations, just being, you know, some of them getting a bit of a, a shock or two, a scare or two along the way. Later in this podcast, we're going to bring you uh, an interview uh, that I had uh, on Saturday morning with uh, two of the players from Senegal who have given us one of our best games of the Women's World Championship so far. Fanta Keita and Kura Kamara had uh, a great chat with me. In the team hotel. So that is definitely something to look forward to later in the podcast. But uh, some other things to attend to before that, Alex. Yeah, but what is our favorite thing about the World Championship, Chris? My favorite thing about the World Championship is what I saw yesterday. Not particularly the game. The game was fantastic. But a player that just isn't on the radar from a team that... You you don't know exactly what to expect from them. Just coming up and coming up with some absolute magic. And for me, that is Dongu Kamara, the number seven from Senegal, who played in every position in the backcourt and was banging in goals with her right hand. She was banging in goals with her left hand. Like the moment for me was Senegal get a red card early in the match. They're only right back in the squad. And we're thinking, oh, God, it's gone from bad to worse for them. And then Kamara pops in there and starts flinging passes with her left hand. And I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> it's moments like that, seeing players like that. Um, also, you know, someone who is uh, not dressed the way, doesn't necessarily look the way a handball player we're used to seeing, you know, because she's playing in Egypt. Uh, she has the 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 hair covered she's wearing the full length uh, under armor and just like bawling out and it's just a joy to see so stuff like that i really love absolutely uh, I, I i was gonna say just the underdogs and
1: we always root for the underdogs so much the non-european nations and i think in the men's world championship there's kind of a ceiling for these uh non-european teams which you see despite us really wishing for them to get better. And, you know, Egypt have probably broken through that uh, ceiling. But on the women's side, there is just, there's so much more um, of these teams that uh, you just know nothing about. You see that they're potentially a challenge, um, but they really challenge the top teams. And in the first kind of round of games, we saw... All of these teams get really close and maybe annoyingly close. Um, we had, uh, Germany and Japan, where Germany needed a last second shot, um, to, to get the win o- over Japan, even though Japan looked very impressive throughout. We'll definitely talk about that. Um, we also had Angola pushing France like right to the end, and it came down to an opportunity for, Angola to equalize in the last second and they hit the post. That finished 30 29 to France. That's a big, you know, big teams are talking about France, Germany, the kind of medal favorites. Um, we also had Senegal, which you mentioned. They actually did get there and they got to the draw 22 22 um, against Croatia. Uh, and I suppose the last one is uh, South Korea probably should have beaten austria and um, they're really impressive but in, in that case they were lost 30 uh, 29 so these team's coming out and just showing a different type of handball as well and, and that's the most exciting part um so wh- i mentioned a couple of games there where, where do you want to start
0: uh, i think they're the most exciting ones yeah, let's start, with, uh, let's start with Japan. I know you're, you're dying to, to <sighs> wax lyrical on them. Uh, we, we did have a feeling that they had something based on what uh, the results they were getting in the warm-up matches. The fact that they had beaten Korea in uh, qualification for the, uh, for the Olympics. So we knew that this uh, team had something about them. They weren't too far off getting a quarterfinal two years ago, but it looks like they've taken another step up. Oh, they're amazing. If anyone gets a chance,
1: just just watch Japan play. You, have, have you ever seen
0: uh, Ted Lasso, Chris? I actually haven't yet. I have it very high up on my to-do list, but I haven't seen Ted Lasso yet. T- Ted Lasso is actually a TV show that I had
1: um, on the back burner for a long while and I thought it might be a bit cringe but it was actually fantastic so I would recommend everyone to actually watch Ted Lasso <laughs> um, it's not as cringe as you think um, but okay. they, they have this one episode um, and the team is struggling and Ted Lasso, again, American coach comes into uh, an English football team a Premier League team to coach them and they're struggling so one of Ted Lasso's Uh, ideas is to come up with a load of trick plays so they all get together and come up with every trick play that they've ever come up with and they have all these funny names like the slithering snake and the rounded eagle and all of these things and then they bring it all together and then they play a game where they're essentially just doing all these trick set pieces all the time (laughs) And this is what Japan playing handball looks like. It's as if it's it's nothing I've ever seen before. All the passes are just not what you expect, and there's so much movement off the ball that no player is standing still for any moment. Oh, I love it. That it's yeah. it's ripping apart defenses. They just don't know what to do do with it. And in particular, um, Natsuki Aizawa had an incredible game. Uh, she scored 10 goals and got nine assists, so almost a double-double. Oh, she got her <laughs> almost on the proper double-double. Um, and then especially in that second half, uh, Japan made a really big comeback, so they were kind of five goals down uh, with about 10 minutes to go and came back. And Aizawa was just incredible. She is the Luke Steins of women's handball. There's just the one-on-one skill, the trickery is just so fun to watch um, but in the end it just it just wasn't enough against Germany
0: senior smiths coming up with the the last second oh, savior yeah
1: there's um, actually a really funny there's a really funny moment and it's it's very japanese you just um, it, everything you know about uh, the Japanese people being very respectful and a fair play, you know, those stories of, you know, in the football world, the
0: dressing room and stuff, cleaning
1: up the dressing cleaning room, the stands, all, yeah. all of that. And so Japan equalized um, to make it 30-30 with about 15, 20 seconds to go. Um, and it looked like, you know, this is this kind of Germany were rattled. Uh, Germany went up the other side and Japan got the stop. Uh, and the ball kind of started rolling away close to the goal. And there's about 10 seconds left, and a Japanese player runs over, picks up the ball, and gives it to Xenia Smiths, who then runs over and scores the goal with two seconds left. So that little motion of the Japanese player actually going over and picking up the, the ball
0: opposite of gamesmanship
1: the okay? opposite it's of gamesmanship it's, it's like like, super uh, fair play like,
0: i think you know she does it about like 70 percent of the way and i think she she then kind of realizes what she's doing and like, yeah if she could she could just like f- i don't know maybe fall on the ball or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. something just like to make up for the fact that she's literally spared enough time for for germany to go and score and yeah that uh that crossed my mind as well and it it's really
1: ugh. and it's like the yeah. the
0: they goal deserved, it the deserved.
1: goal went in with two seconds left that it, it made the difference of those two seconds um yeah. Germany actually look good um yeah. they they have a really nice backcourt with uh Xenia Smiths, uh Emily Bulk and uh Alina Greisels like really that's it's one of the top backcourts i'd say in in this championship when they're all going and i think emily bulk in particular we've seen her kind of take steps over the last year or two to becoming a more consistent player i think she was really up and down um you you could always see the talent with emily bulk that she was incredible but especially at championships she was prone to a, a game where she's like one from eight um In this game, four from six uh, really came in at the right times and scored the goals. And unfortunately for Japan, they're a small team. Mm. (laughs) They're they're fast, they're tricky. They play great handball, but coming up against Germany who just were able to overpower them at times um, was difficult. So I'm really excited for Japan. I think they're going to make some waves in this competition.
0: Uh, What I love about the the trick plays finally on them is like... uh it's kind of things when you see it happen you're like why doesn't everyone do that (laughs) some of them are so simple where it's just like a little dump pass back to the player who's played the pass to you you know the playmaker is going from left to right all the time moving and they just keep going instead of like standing and it's like oh that's right (laughs) you can do that (laughs) but the the defense is just there like (laughs) flat-footed and they're like what just happened to me uh yeah really really impressive and looking forward to more of that uh, from them. Um Angola was another one you mentioned and as we're recording this one uh late on Saturday afternoon they uh have, seem to have run out of steam in the last 10 minutes against Slovenia. Um they are going to lose a, a fairly comfortable scoreline in the end it's 6 goals at the moment as I it's, I think it, it's they were game over now. Uh, game Slovenia over, yeah. won 30-24 which is uh
1: yeah, it's yeah tough. It was a
0: lot closer when we started recording this yeah. uh, ten minutes ago. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a just s- a goal between them. So, and that was Slovenia um, without Anna Gross as well. She's on the sideline. Uh, I'm not exactly sure why, but they've uh, that's a big win for Slovenia and showing you know that they are are serious contenders in this group as well. And looking forward to that game against France. Um, but anything else on, on Angola that you want to? Add in because they do look uh, i mean we said it's in, uh, in our preview podcast it's an olympic year this is when they they start to build up um and they look like a really solid team um those that last kind of falling apart against uh, slovenia suggests um uh, potentially there's some issues with with going the 60 minutes but the first game against france didn't show that because they had a, a five goal run in the last 10 minutes to draw levels so yeah hard to know i think we'll have to look back at that one uh, to see exactly what happened uh to angola they will almost certainly i'd say beat iceland though and and get into the main round yeah yeah it's a tough group for angola obviously slovenia
1: um, not the kind of second rate team they they used to be they're, they're really one of the top teams uh for france are, are you worried by that result against Ang- angola by any chance
0: no i think france are um a team that have learned lessons over the years at championships that they don't need to be uh they're a proper championship team they know how to build up and um i think they were they were a little uh, they were a little rocked by by a goal as well right at the end of that game you could see the, the pure relief uh on them but they yeah i think in the first game of the championship if you get away with the win like germany Against a good team, uh, the the result not or the scoreline doesn't really matter in the end as long as you get the win. Um, and I think we probably won't see any uh, remnants of uh, of that tight game in their next two group games. Well, maybe against Slovenia, who knows? But uh, yeah, it's tricky for them. But I think uh, they know that big tasks are to come, in in particular their last group game against Slovenia and then Norway next week. Should we move on to Senegal? Oh, your, let's go to your Senegal. new
1: darlings of uh, women's oh handball. You've, I,
0: you're I, really I, enthralled you know many by many times them. I, said, I didn't know how many times I said it in the first half. It's like, this is, this is my new favorite team. And a lot of other people in the, uh, since then have said the same to me. It's like absolutely falling in love with uh, Dongu Kamara and uh, Sukhaina Sagna as well the number, number 13 who played a little bit of left-back, a little bit of centre-back. I mean, she set the tone in the first attack of the game. Just a little bit of a, a shimmy and a shake left the defender for dead and it's like, okay, here we go. We've got a game in our hands. And I think it was the start like, of that match, the, the way that Senegal came out, the fearlessness in their attack, and also the solid defence... Um, they have a, a center block with uh, Hawa and Dai, who is a, a really high-level line player, and Laura Kamdop, who is an absolute uh, wall in the in the center of the town. She's a big girl. She's uh, not quite Mvumbi stature, but getting there, you know. And she, but the opposite of Mvumbi, where he was an attacker, she's all about taking names in defense. And uh, the two of them are brilliant alongside uh, Justicia Tubisa in goal, who saved two penalties right from the off, saved a counter-attack. And it's those kind of saves, not just normal saves, but a counter-attack goal, two penalties, basically three that Croatia should have had on the board. She denied them. And that, Croatia, that rocked them big time. And you could see it in the way they played, that they got into their own heads. They realized they were in for a game. And it seemed like they weren't really up for it. They were like, Oh, do we like really, do we have to do this? now? <laughs> like it's the first game of the championship. Can we not just have a win? <laughs> um, and yeah, they were, they were rocked. It, uh, it fully credit for, for Senegal, who were themselves were rocked, uh, less than 24 hours before that, because we spoke a lot about Nancy and, uh, Nyon-Bla, who was supposed to be their leader in the team. Uh, she is not allowed to play in this championship, which, and I spoke to the, the Senegal coach today, I spoke to the Senegal players, I spoke to some people from the, the federation yesterday before the game. They still don't fully understand why, which is nuts. Now, I've heard from an inside source at the IHF that the, uh, the word is that the transfer isn't valid because she's not transferring to an emerging nation which brings up the question what is an emerging what nation? is an emerging nation if it's not senegal and and is that even the rule because so <laughs> this brings up a whole other kind of thing and I think it's maybe a podcast for another day we'll need to look more into it another big thing is because uh, a former senegal goalkeeper Sako, who who's playing for France, and as you said, played in the, the opening game for them, in 2019, she was playing for Senegal. So is France an emerging nation? <laughs> nope. Uh I didn't think emerging nation or not is part of uh is part of the question in all of this. So I, I there's a lot more to look into this. Um but the the you know, Nyombla not playing uh, was not part of their plan. They were shocked by it. She was their playmaker set for the championship. So the fact that they managed to get that out of their head, get a red card early in the game for Fanta Kaito, who we'll speak to shortly, uh, out of their head, their only left-hander in the backcourt, uh, and still put that together, that performance was magnificent. They played, I think we spoke about it in the preview, they weren't going to play like... A, uh, they were going to play more like a French style because most of these players have uh, either moved to France uh, to play professionally or have grown up in France and have Senegalese parents. Uh, and so there is there is a lot of um, the kind of French style in there. They play very calmly. They don't overrush the ball. They did to Croatia what Croatia did to teams in 2020 en route <laughs> to their bronze medal. They slowed the game down. They played with, um, with a lot of composure and they play their absolute hearts out. The uh the sad thing in the end is that they were four goals up in the final quarter of the game and uh, didn't come away with the win, but they uh well they speak about that in the the interview as well where uh, it was a momentary disappointment, but they got a result which is the the thing that the other not emerging nations, the other non-european yeah, teams they didn't 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 manage to do.
1: Yeah. And I think it it always comes down to experience. Um in these types of situations. The reason why France, Germany, um, even Croatia in this case came out with results is because they've been through it more. They, yeah. As a team, as professional players, uh, they know how to deal with these situations. And it's, it's mental, you know, when you're ahead at the end as an underdog, you start getting nervous, uh, even though you start thinking about the game and thinking about the result, and that can throw you off. So,
0: first round games still uh, very fun. Yeah, exactly. So uh, after after yesterday's performance, I uh, hung out outside the the dressing rooms, uh, not in that creepy way, but <laughs> waiting for waiting for the coach first of all. And I was like, "Hey, coach, if I wanted to get an interview with your players, is there somebody I can speak to?" And he's like, "Huh." uh okay i'll get somebody (laughs) he got the team manager uh who uh, his name was Rashid, and uh he sorted me out with a chance to speak to a couple of the players earlier today so i had an interview sitting down with fanta kaita and kura kamara Everything considered for the last few days. The news with Nancyan not being able to play and the the big occasion of the the first game. Are you pretty happy with how it is now, one day later, that result against Croatia? I think the best result for sure will be the victory, of course. Uh,
2: Especially about uh, the game that we we made uh, yesterday. I think it was a really brilliant game uh, from all the team. And... uh, Yeah, it was just better to have the victory, of course, but... Okay, we was uh, this equal result. Then we still have one point, and uh, yeah, we'll just
0: focus and continue on this way. You were leading for pretty much all of it. Yeah. I mean, w- was the was the feeling at the end a bit of disappointment or maybe a bit of relief also to, to take something home?
3: Maybe a sh- just a little short time, have a little disappointment. But after we we look back and we sh- we we see the game that we we done, yeah, and we are so proud of us and. We are very proud about the game that we give, Yeah.
0: What do you think the uh, the big key for the result was yesterday? Uh, because you, you started very brightly, and you seemed to to shock the Croatians a little bit. They, of course, they were expecting something, but uh, you seemed to get into their heads quite a bit.
2: Yeah. Well, I think we just play our handball. To be honest, we didn't thinking about nothing else. And uh, yeah, we were we just focused on the, um, on the game, we didn't uh, looking at all about the result and about the time uh, going and of course we was uh, leading all the time. Um, but yes, I think the, the key was to stay focused, doesn't matter how was the game, doesn't matter how was the situation during the game, but yeah, the key was to just be focused until the end and looking at the end what will be the result.
0: The spirit in the team looks very strong as well. Yeah. That you can you can see throughout the game. Um, what was the the mood like in the the team at halftime? <laughs>
3: yeah. We were such ex- that was uh, such excitement. But we we still uh, we tell ourselves to be still focused. But we played this game like we got nothing to lose. Just win everything, every point, because we had the chance to be here to play against Croatia. I think they was not. There was, like you say, they was expecting something, but not that much. But we, we after the, the halftime, we we tried to stay focused into the end of the game. Right?
0: Oh, Fanta, we have to ask about the, the red ah, card. Yeah. I'm sorry. Of course. <laughs> <The red girl. laughs> you had you had oh. such a, uh, well, you had such a, a strong start to the game. Of course, it's one of those moments that, uh, on the replay, it looks worse. I think than the first time around. But uh, what was happening for you at that at that moment and surrounding ah. it can you remember well it was so
2: so weird so weird situation for me because for sure it was some uh, clear uh, situation that maybe he was looking I push her and she was already jumping in the air and everything but um well, I mean, when you have red card, it's like, okay, it's not unfair. You know, it's really bad uh, action that someone makes it. And it was, for me, it was just, I saw just her coming, jumping. And I was her, uh, here for just defense. And she was yeah already falling down a little. So, yeah, I, I didn't expect it at all, uh, yeah. this uh, red card for sure. And, uh, of course, maybe you can put some two minutes exclusion, kind yeah. of thing like that. It, it's like normal... Uh, Process, if I can say yeah. something like that, uh, but yeah, red right, card, especially on beginning of the game and everything, and nothing really special uh, bad, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I was really surprised about this uh, this um, decision from the referees, and then after it was, as you said, it was so strong feeling on this time about all the team, about just so focused on this game to to make something. Then I was like, okay, no time to just to blame or to try to looking what's happened. Just still with the team, try to push my energy as I yeah. can to the team, yeah. But
0: the the solutions you found as a team were fantastic then afterwards. And I was doing the, the commentary for TV at the time and I okay. wondered, okay, Fanta is... Uh, He's the only now. left-hander, mm. the, and then I see Kamara. She starts <laughs> playing with her left it? hand. <laughs> <How> <laughs> like, yeah. This is uh, a little bit about about your teammates then, because they they were fantastic.
3: Yeah, because the it. word of the coach was we don't have time now. Kanta has exactly. is the only left back, mm. and she's not here. We gonna have, like she said, we don't have time to blame ourselves. We have to do with what we got with all the energy and after we can rest, yeah. because we don't have time to blame ourselves.
0: You got to see the game from a, a different angle, mm. I guess. Yeah. Uh, what, what was your, your perspective on your, your teammates then? Because there were some amazing performances.
2: Yeah. And really, to be honest, actually, it was absolutely the same feeling um, on the course. It was for me the same that I I was all um, I was still in, on the court with the girls uh, because As I told you, okay, I get this red card, and sometimes uh, during games with some teams, if you get some big decision or situation like this, you can put it down a little. You can put it down the team, and the game can change. And this was just, uh, yeah, I didn't want at all that uh, this decision will affect the team. And then I was just focused uh, to push, to try to just scream off uh, all my teammates to just see, this energy you, uh,
0: leaning over the railing <laughs> Yeah, can <was> be like, <laughs> like, back on the I court was like, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was just this and I think it was really absolutely the key of the game everyone was on the same way focus mm. try to doesn't matter what will happen tonight or yesterday we'll just continue on the same way
0: and that's um I think in the second half, one of the most impressive things about the team, you know, you have this very narrow lead at halftime and uh, very quickly it can turn right the other way. I'm sure you've been in these situations over and over again for club and country Um, but you you managed to come out and and play just as as smart and as calm as you did in the first half.
2: It's true, I agree about what you said. It's like it was really close close to just go in in another way on this time and yeah, I think Okay, it was just, as I told you, I w- we will repeat again, but yeah. it's, I think it's really the focus mm. about this. As you said, we stay just calm, mm. exactly. And not let the stress you know, take it over, like we didn't have, being calm, yeah. We didn't have this panic. Of course, we start mm. also to have this feeling, okay, now it's getting a little bit like really important time. Mm. Someone, this team or us, we will go in for the victory or not. Mm. But yeah, I think we just maybe, trust just trust about yourself about each other about the team and okay let's go girls it will not and we will trust on this
0: and it's quite a it's quite a young team as well overall uh, in comparison to the other teams in the group and uh, I think with uh, a team like Senegal it's really interesting uh, the the makeup of the team because a lot of you have been have grown up in in France and have Senegalese parents I guess Mm -hmm. or and then there's some that are back at home um, what are your what are your connections what are your, your personal stories for uh, getting into the team I think it's
2: yeah I will I will not say strange feeling but just mix it's absolutely I think a lot of uh, mix about um, different culture that we get from parents I think from Africa and all of the these things and also about just friends where we born and where we first of all lived. And um, yeah, I think it's just uh, positive to to have this uh, this mix uh, that you can put on handball, but also about a lot of things, about knowledge, and uh, yeah.
0: So both, both of you were born in, in France. Though. No, that, I was you were born b- in
3: Senegal, you were born but in Senegal. Half, I came in France when I was 14. Okay, uh, with my parents, but. Uh, this is a, bit, a little bit change yeah. because with the uh, the weather and all of that, but uh, I keep going with on ball and now I'm here. I'm very proud of the all the journey. But uh, Fonta is here, and all my teammates help me every day to improve uh, my game. So uh, I'm very proud to be to be in this team. Yeah.
0: What can you tell us about uh, growing up playing the sport in Senegal? I guess yeah. it's very different to. To france or, or to europe what is your uh, what is your experience
3: <clears throat> yes it's very different because when i was uh, in senegal we not have all this uh, equipment yeah in the stadium but now it's better because they see what we're able to do with the Senegal teams, and now we, they, the federation, doing more for us. But uh, back there, there was uh, very different. Like uh, we don't have like uh, a stadium. The yeah, yeah the there was like there was not the cover. No. There was the was outdoors. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Wow. yeah, and the ball. There was no glue. Yeah. You running back when you when you fall down, you can hurt yourself very bad. So. The change was very interesting to see. Yeah.
0: And what do you? What is the the reaction at home in Senegal? Do you do you get a feeling for the coverage for you know your proud. I guess extended family? Yeah,
3: proud. They are so proud of us. Like maybe even when we when we lose, they they all they need is the energy and see. Then we uh, we fight for the for the for the jersey and they that's all that they need. Yeah. Even we win. Even we we lose they just want to see us give all that we got so they are so proud of us yes mm.
0: uh, tell me a little bit about uh the build up to this uh, game yesterday because uh, i know there was the, the kind of shocking news about players not being able to to play in particular which i spoke to your coach a little bit and yeah. i mean you still don't have a Exact reason why, or do you know why she she couldn't play?
2: Well, it's yeah. For this situation, it's also like the coach told told you. It's like we don't really know exactly why. This is the big point. It's like just why, you know. Um, I don't know. Well, we. We try. We still hope, maybe, that it will change during yeah. the World Championship, during this competition, maybe. But uh, yes, until now, it's what it was like. Really misunderstood that we don't understand at all about this uh, decision. No. no.
0: because she she's played with you in the pre games. She played yeah, with you in, in the African history. Championship yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I was I, mean, I guess she was really like disappointed or devastated as well, and. Uh, it's, it's hard to find the balance between, you know, kind of dealing with the situation, but also having to focus on a game uh, so soon.
2: Yeah, uh, as you on this team, I don't know how I can explain this, but it's like we have a really strong uh, relationship yeah. and really strong, uh, I don't know, fight like spirit. Yeah, fight like spirit about teams. and. I think it's a mix of, of a lot of things. How we grow, everyone. Some some girls grow in Senegal, someone grow in uh, in France, but it's still the same coming ground. Coming ground exactly. And then, I think for Nyonsiam it was like really important thing that she want to come on this team, especially because of this atmosphere and about this team, really, uh, what we maybe show uh, from outside and. Um, yeah, I think it was a really big, big disappointment uh, for for her, but also just for the
0: team, for all of us. I guess no matter what, she will still have a lot to to offer you as yeah. a team because of her vast experience.
3: Mm, sure. But that, at the first time when we heard the news, there was a lot of frustration because we were working ten days. Yeah, we do two games I think we was like we're ready now we can go against Croatia, Sweden no matter what we do we're gonna give our best and now the day before we came here we heard that but we have this ability in this team to switch like very fast we don't have time to say oh la la oh this is happening we have to play now so we have to switch uh, very fast and we do it uh, well yeah. like we played yesterday so
0: yeah And Mm. even when Fanta gets uh, sent off. Oh Oh. my God! Really? (laughs) Really? To to be honest,
2: it was like so so much things on the same time, and especially also about this decision. It's like okay, but why just one day before we have this decision? Mm. Why only one day? Mm. If it's it's already one decision, maybe we will we will know. um, I don't know. We will know um, before, you know. But just one day before we start, it's like come on. Why you make this on our team? It was like some feeling like that. But uh, yeah, and after this red card, okay, I think it came in referee's decision. Even I think a lot of people after told me, okay, probably it was some kind of exclusion but not red card for sure.
0: But you came through it you got a point in the end uh, next up is uh, is the hosts what are your what are your thoughts on, on them have you been able to start planning already for tomorrow
2: oh uh, we start now to just uh, we will continue on on already right, I think we're just training as always and try to play the best handball that we already make every time and uh, it will be what we know for sure it will be totally different game different game uh, because I think against Croatia, it was not so much uh, so much uh, fast handball, if I can say something like that, and we know about Sweden, it's like. Like Hagman, yeah. hello! <laughs> yeah. Uh, it will be really fast handball, so it will be also interesting for us too, just to see how we will handle yeah. this, this one.
0: And the big occasion as well, uh, you know, it'll be 11,000, 12,000 people there. It was a great atmosphere uh, yeah. yesterday. We
2: forget yeah, yeah. maybe <laughs> also this point. Yeah.
0: But, um, but that, that's why you're here, right? Exactly. That's why you're, that's, you're here exactly. for the that's big going to be
3: exciting, yeah, yeah I think. That LARP, there's a mm. big stage up, so. It's gonna be a big game. we know for about us, yeah.
2: Sweden, about the culture, about yeah. sport. How yeah. it's so good feeling. Mm. Yeah. how Swedish people are putting in uh, usually in big event. Mm. So it will be really great. Uh, I think great. Um, yeah, great night. Great games. Mm and I think yeah, we will try to not focus about all of this yeah. atmosphere yeah. but for sure it's a really really big uh, I will say big chance to have uh, one game about uh, against, against Sweden. Yeah, can yeah. host team yeah. really.
0: and to try and enjoy it maybe We're a little team. bit as well of I course we will enjoy it yeah. Yeah. it's that's the key, the it's yeah. the
2: key yeah. of this team always that's enjoy Yeah, that <laughs> is, no, that's, really. that's
0: really nice to hear really. it. Uh, lastly then before I let you go about the, the future of this team because as we said it's a young team uh, it right. seems to be forming all the Time, it's only the second time uh, that uh, Senegal is represented in a world championship. Uh, What are your personal ambitions for this team? Where would you like it? Where would you like to see Senegal go in the next few years?
2: If you can do anything,
0: it's up to you. You're the uh, (laughs) first.
2: I think just to put uh, Senegal as as far as possible as a big country, I, I mean. Uh, big big country in uh, in handball for sure in handball uh, world. Then um, yeah, I think it's a lot of things. If we try to put on this way, it will be also a big development. I think in Senegal, um, sports Senegal, because it's not so big development to be honest about handball. So yeah, I, we just hope in few years maybe it will be it will start to be much more developed about uh, this. Uh, this, uh, this area, I don't know how to say this, but um, yeah, it will be the goal to really just grow up as far as possible yeah, as this team and this handball. From Africa, from Senegal, yeah.
3: yeah. I think it's not just Senegal at this point. It's like representing Africa. Like, show the world an African country can play handball. Like, we see Angola against France. I think the world were not expected that game. So, like us yesterday, so show the world an African country now can level up the, like, the European, American countries uh, about handball and continue to, to enjoy our game improve our country and
0: that's it <laughs> that's, I, I really like that you see it on a like a pan-African yes, scale yes. you want to, mm. to raise it all together yeah. that's, uh, that's really nice and I think Know, the whole handball world wants to see, you know, not yeah. just uh, African nations but also Asian True. nations. It's really, True. It's exactly. really exciting. I exactly. think everyone, uh, mm. you know, when you see Japan uh, the other day against yeah, Germany, you know, everyone's going it's, for the. the and underdog. I think it's mm.
2: really, it's really good. It's going on this way. That now, especially all these little continents, if we can say like that. But yeah, also Asian, uh, Asian countries uh, in handball, they are so good also and. I think it's just bigger, how to say, but it will be just better and better for just just Handball World to have so big potential in every country.
0: Well, it's a nice way to finish it. Uh, Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. you. And uh, well, good luck tomorrow and for the rest of the championship. Thank you. Thank you a lot. Thank you. Thank you to Fanta and Kura. Very charming players and a really nice perspective on it also right at the end saying there that, you know, their their ambition is not just in terms of Senegal growing, but, you know, African handball at the world level as a whole. And I think that's a really nice kind of, uh, you know, sign of the community that they're building within the team here, but also uh, in African handball. And as we can see, it's on the way up. That quarter of the draw is becoming very interesting as well. All of a sudden, I think Sweden are becoming the, the favorites, but then you have Croatia, Senegal, Hungary, and Montenegro uh, all going to be in the same main round group together. That could it uh, could be a few bumpy uh, games along the way to see who gets into the quarterfinal. I'm not ruling anyone out just yet. And Montenegro, of course, had
1: a uh, easier game against African opposition to start off with. Uh, that game started with Montenegro going nine nil up. After 23 minutes. Uh, Thankfully, Cameroon got a couple of goals by halftime, 13 12, and finished 25 11. So that's probably the other spectrum of the emerging nations coming through uh, and playing in the World Championship. But uh, still, still fun times. Maybe a few words on kind of the bigger teams. Um, I think the biggest uh, match for some of the favorites was Denmark versus Serbia a game which Denmark well and truly almost lost um, they were 12-10 down at halftime um, and actually only got level on the 52nd minute uh, when it came 2020 so Serbia really um, kept their uh, heads and were in the game until right, right in the end and um, Denmark's still coming out winners 25-21, but that's a worrying first match for, for the Danes.
0: Yeah, a 6-1 run in the last eight minutes, which really flat, gave them a bit of a flattering scoreline, uh, I think uh, you could say. But yeah, I think Serbia, I really didn't expect much from them coming into this. And I think that uh, you know has to do with the fact that a lot of the, the the names we're used to seeing are just not part of the team anymore. But there's been a lot of turbulence in the Serbian team over the years. So maybe the fact that Rosh Bregar has been able to to work with a group of players without too many superstars in it uh, could actually be the best thing for them. Uh, I was only able to watch the the highlights until now. I was too busy watching uh, Sweden. Or comment, working, not watching. Watching and commentating <laughs> on Sweden spanking uh, China in the first half of the game. But it's funny. I have the, a nice kind of statistics overview as part of my, my desk. And uh, I was watching the, the live ticker of, uh, of Denmark-Serbia and thinking, what on earth is going on here? But uh, like I said earlier about France, I think you, know, you get the win in the opening game against you know, one of the other good teams in the group you probably don't care how it comes in the end it's a it's a long it's a long road to herning even when you're already in herning
1: <laughs> yeah and was, it was cool you know one one of the so just sticking on denmark for a little bit i think a lot of criticism that we've had for this danish team and it's it's their strength and their weakness simultaneously it's this kind of um socialist handball that they have everyone's equal everyone uh, has their role to play uh, and plays it all orchestrated by um, their coach all orchestrated by Jesper Jensen um, and I think in games where they should be better they don't give the opportunity to their like better players to just take over um, they, they still play the same style, their defence was still really good um, throughout the you know they they build their whole team on that defense um which has um uh, Lena Haux said back um in in her masterful role of uh defender fast breaker um but yeah it it felt like that's something that we've seen work against the top teams they slow it down they they're very precise um, with their attacks. They spread out the load. But against a slightly weaker team like Serbia, who kind of played them at their own game, they slowed it down as well. They uh, um, had some good performances from the goalkeeper. It um, it kind of needed a player to step up. And in the second half, it was actually Christina Jurgensen that did that. Um uh, Christine Jurgensen had a very poor first half. I think she was one from four, but then came back and uh, ended up scoring five goals in the second half. So when she was actually unleashed, uh, I, I think it helped um, the Danish team. But yeah, let's see. Let's see how this goes. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it worries me too much, um, this performance. I'm sure there's uh, some nerves. The shooting wasn't great, to to be honest. So I think that's that's something that they can sort out as they go through the competition.
0: Yeah, they'll have plenty of shooting practice against Chile in the next game uh, before facing Romania, and then uh, then things get serious with the likes of Pol- uh, Poland, Germany, and Japan in the main round. But um, yeah, my final words uh, on this I think are just also the the crowds have been great since, uh, particularly in the last day or two uh, for the home teams. Like Denmark had 12,500 people at their game. Uh, Norway had a full house, which was, I think, three and a half thousand, eight and a half thousand for Sweden in a, a brilliant atmosphere yesterday. Uh, so, yeah, coming out really to support their their teams. And also some decent crowds for the, the, the games without the home teams as well. People are coming out early. And that was our big criticism of Slovenia last year. As soon as five minutes before Slovenia played, people were in the door. Once it's over, they're out the door. Here, they're, they're sticking around, and that's good to see. All right, I think we uh, can wrap it up for this one. Uh, thank you all for listening, and thanks for your continued support on Patreon as well, those of you who are. Great time to sign up, as Alex said at the beginning. I mean, this is coming out on a Sunday, and four podcasts in one week? Right, That's pretty good going. And uh, a bonus episode uh, as well on your Patreon feeds this morning uh, for those of you who are already signed up. But until the next one, thank you for listening and uh, enjoy the games happening nonstop.